Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. With two teams both being mathematically eliminated is our game, Washington and the Jets, Sunday from East Rutherford. Jake Asman is the host of uh, ESPN New York 98.7 FM, uh, a show on that station. Plus, he's got a YouTube show as well. You can follow Jake on Twitter at Jake A-S-M-A-N. So I'm just curious, like if the Jets had pulled off one other win and were mathematically still in it, would Aaron Rodgers be starting Sunday? Kevin, it kind of does feel like it was at least on the table. Like he was willing to play not at 100% if the Jets doctors approved him for contact and he can go out there. I, I don't know if that would have happened necessarily this week or maybe they would have been more comfortable waiting for the Browns game potentially because they play on Thursday night next week. So you're talking about you know two games in four days for right. a newly turned four off this. But it was certainly on the table. It felt like if they had beaten the Dolphins or they had another win or two right now in some of these games they've blown this year, it would at least be a legitimate conversation. But once they were eliminated, I, I didn't think there was any chance we were going to see him again this year. And that's essentially what the Jets have since said since that loss on Sunday. Well, that's the right call. It would have been ridiculous for him to come out and play in a meaningless game uh, when, you know, this is a pretty good football team minus the quarterback position. It is. And that's what I think makes this year, if you're a Jet fan, 
one of the more frustrating years in, in recent memory. You know, this defense is awesome, but they get wasted almost every game. I mean, th- this offense is not just bad. You know, they are historically bad. I mean, this is an offense that has scored zero or one touchdown in 12 of their 14 games this year. They're dead last on third down, dead last in the red zone. They're, I think, bottom three in points per game. I mean, they've averaged, uh, you know, just a, a just a ridiculous amount of just uh, lack of scoring, offensive ineptitude, like you name it. I've never seen an offense this bad in all my years watching football. And, you know, the idea that, you know, Rodgers would fix all of it, I, I don't know if I buy that given the issues they have on the offensive line, but it certainly wouldn't look this bad if he was healthy. And you're wasting a defense that, you know, game in, game out. If they don't play at their best, the team gets blown out, as we've seen. And more times than not, they give the Jets a chance in so many games this year, and it's basically been wasted. It's actually at times, because so many of the Jet games this year, Jake, were actually, you know, uh, scheduled in prime time or scheduled for a late afternoon window where most of the country got it. So we've seen too many Jet games this year. With that. <laughs> but with that said, and I've been talking about it periodically here all season long, I think if he had been healthy, I think the Jets were a legitimate Super Bowl contender with that team and that defense in particular. And, you know, I, I one of the regrets has to be that they didn't address the backup quarterback position, right? 100%. And, you know, it, it, it all goes back to just the stubbornness that they have had as an organization, mainly the general manager, Joe Douglas, and just doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on Zach Wilson being the number two quarterback. I mean, you know, we thought going into the offseason a year ago, they were going to cut him, they were going to trade him, they were going to move on. That doesn't happen. They name him the number two quarterback without any competition. Tim Boyle doesn't count. I mean, he's basically a training camp arm that got to, you know, ride the coattails of being best friends with Rodgers and be the number three quarterback. And Zach goes into the year as the number two, and we figured, all right, well, once Rodgers got hurt on the fourth play of the season, at the minimum, you know, Joe Douglas is going to add somebody, and he just never did. Eventually, they signed Trevor Simeon after week three of the season. It took until week 12 for him to even be activated as the backup. They just never made a move. They they never made a move uh, after week one. They never made a move by the trade deadline. And, look, they have a lot of injuries on the offensive line, but ultimately you, know, you could go back to several games this year where if they just got just bad quarterback play, let alone you know average quarterback play, that might have another win or two right now. And, and as we've seen in the AFC playoff landscape, that's all you would really need to be mathematically alive going into the final three where two of the Jets' last three games are the Commanders at home and the Patriots. So two winnable games here over the last three. They'd be in the mix if they just were so uh, – if they didn't neglect – addressing quarterback at any point after Aaron Rodgers went down. I truly believe that. I'm curious after watching Joe Flacco here in Cleveland the last three weeks and knowing that he was on the Jets roster and, by the way, had one of the more amazing comebacks against the Browns last year. They were down 13 with like less than two minutes to go and won the game when Nick Chubb ran out of bounds, I think it was, um, and they got an onside kick. But why didn't they go get Flacco? You know, I heard some rumblings that, you know, there were people inside the Jets organization that wanted to bring back Flacco, but they were they, they, they were very split on whether or not he would actually be considered an upgrade. And here's the thing, you know, saying that out loud sounds ridiculous, but watching Flacco outside of that one Browns game you referenced, he just looked just interested in playing last year. He couldn't move. And honestly, with the state of the Jets O-line, him being such a statue back there, 
I don't know if it would have worked. I know I'm sure Carson Wentz is not beloved in the Washington area after last season, but like Wentz at least could move a little bit. Like take a flyer on him, you know, trade a sixth round pick for Josh Dobbs. And even if, you know, it ends up not working out, but if you just won maybe an extra game or two by just bringing in someone or, you know, another guy who you guys know well in DC, uh, you know, we saw reports Jacoby Brissett was available for maybe a day three pick. They, They just needed to do something to at least try and galvanize the team just Going, going all in with Zach Wilson when it was clear this is the same guy who's just not a, a, a viable option stunk him. So I, I would take Flacco. I don't know if it would have worked because of the O-line, but they, they just didn't even try. Like, at least if they tried to do something and it didn't work, it would be more, you know, more understandable as a Jet fan. But they essentially just lost Aaron Rodgers, and they were like, ah, we're good. We're just going to run it back next year. This season's a lost cause. And it's a shame because they wasted a, a, a great defense. Again, they have the, the third-best defense, according to the DVOA, in the league. But because their offense is such a distant 30-second, they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, it is such – I talked about this this week. It's not just a distant 30-second. It's all-time DVOA bad, and it's five – and a half percent worse than the giant offense, which remember at the beginning of the year playing in the same stadium could not score a touchdown. Um, we're talking to Jake Asman from New York, uh, Skins Jets Sunday at one in East Rutherford. The Jets are three point favorites. By the way, you just reminded me of something. So uh, we were uh, at the trade deadline. I think a lot of us were all in for moving anybody that we didn't think would be on the roster next year. Uh, they, they ended up trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. The, the team wanted Sweat. They just got too good of an offer. But it was reported that the Browns offered a pick for Jacoby Brissett, and Washington decided not to do it because Brissett had been such a great mentor for Sam Howell. Hey, Denton, you know what it was? It was that Jacoby Brissett ultimately might have to play is what Ron was probably thinking in the moment. Maybe, now that we know that, you know, Brissett came in uh, Jake Sunday for Sam Howell and lit it up on two drives. I don't think you'll see him Sunday. I think you're going to see Sam Howell um, start to finish. So, um, because of Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, the Jets are not a contender. I think any football fan that's watched the Jets knows that with Rodgers this year, even if it was a shell of what Rodgers used to be, they would have been a playoff team at the very least. Is Robert Sala in trouble because Aaron Rodgers went down on the fourth snap of the year? If you had asked me this question about a week ago, I'd say I I would be shocked if Robert Sala is not brought back. And I still would lean with Sala being here next year, the general manager who put the team together, Joe Douglas getting another year. But the way they lost, Kevin, this past week to the Dolphins, 30 to nothing in a game that they were still mathematically alive for the playoffs. A a Dolphins team that's in their division, a Dolphins team that actually just played on Black Friday two weeks prior to be that badly blown out and get out coached the way they did. And then some comments afterwards from players saying we were out-efforted, out-schemed. You start to go, well, hold on now. Has the ineptitude of the offense finally contributed to guys on the defense maybe lying down? Like, is this team still going to play hard for the coaching staff these last three? So I, I think more, more likely than not, Sal is back, the GM is back, probably even Nathaniel Hackett, who's done a terrible job as the O.C., is going to be back because he's Aaron Rodgers' guy. But depending on how the Jets look here these final three weeks, including Sunday, where this, in theory, should be a winnable game at home against the Commanders, I, I think there is a chance if Sal maybe lost the team, there could be some changes. But if, I, if I'm making a guess, 
I think the Jets probably win one of their last three. They'll finish with six wins, and they'll give Robert Sala another year, and he'll get his year with Aaron Rodgers where he ideally does last longer than just four plays because that was the most Jet-like thing to ever happen to lose Aaron Rodgers on the opening drive of the season. Most of us are hoping that one of those three wins is Sunday uh, because Washington <laughs> – overall pick and quarterback may be a need for them real specific I want to get to what you think the effort will be Sunday after what we saw last Sunday and now knowing that they're mathematically eliminated in a moment but just tell me and and tell everybody about some of the uh reasons why this defense is so good and you know we know the names of Sauce Gardner and Quinnen Williams and his brother uh Quincy Williams but just who's played at I mean how Pro bowlers will they have off that defense this year? Will they have some? They they certainly should. So last year last year they had uh, they had two pro bowlers only on the defense, and, and and I felt like there were a couple guys who got snubbed. You mentioned Quinton and Sauce; those are the two first team all pros they had a year ago. Both guys have been phenomenal this year. I know Sauce Gardner doesn't have you know any interceptions. Well, it's because he never really gets targeted. I mean, he had twenty seven pass covered snaps this past week. And he didn't get thrown out once. So he, he's the closest thing as a Jet fan I've seen to Darrell Ravis since Darrell Ravis. Sauce is truly that good. Uh, but you have him. You have Quentin, Quincy Williams. You mentioned him. He's had a Pro Bowl season. He has taken his game to another level. C.J. Mosley is still excellent. He's a guy that certainly should get some Pro Bowl consideration as well. And you look at the defensive line, the reason why the Jets – have been, you know, a really, really good defense in addition to the guys I mentioned in the secondary. You know, a guy like Jermaine Johnson has taken a big step in year two, former first-round pick. Bryce Huff, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. He was an undrafted free agent in 2020. He's blossomed into one of the best just pure pass rushers in the league. And you just have guys at every level that are really good. They are really coached well on that side of the ball, which is the total opposite of the offense. And this is the third year they've been in the same defensive scheme. So there's a a tremendous amount of continuity there. So this defense typically gives them a chance in every game. That's why last week was so surprising to hear the comments from a guy like DJ Reed, who's had a Pro Bowl level season, saying he felt like the effort, you know, in the second half wasn't like it wasn't where it needed to be. So uh, this team has played hard for Robert Sala and the staff all year. I would expect that again on Sunday. But the Jets are likely starting Trevor Simeon at quarterback. So, you know, this game could very easily be, you know, 10-9, 13-10. It could be a low-scoring, ugly one because I I bet you the Jets defense plays well. And, you know, even if the commander's defense is not ranked high, I think they're 32nd, the Jets offense is so bad, I wouldn't pick them against anyone right now. Yeah, I'm actually surprised the total is like 38. Uh, This reeks of a game that, you know, should be in in where we've seen some totals this year in the NFL in like the low 30s. so what do you think you're, we're going to get from the Jets? I mean, the hope here is we get that same def- – uh, the hope here, meaning because I don't think a lot of us want Washington to win another game. And they certainly won't have a chance more likely than not to beat San Francisco or Dallas, which is their final two games. This is the winnable game. What kind of team, what kind of effort do you know? should we expect? Have they – are we going to see the Miami effort because it's essentially over, or will we get that Jet defense Sunday playing at a high level? You know, the Jets very rarely have had back-to-back bad performances from the defense under Robert Sala the last two years. So I, I would expect them to play well. The, the commanders could absolutely still win this game, though. I mean, we're talking about just once again, you know, a, a Jet offense that has scored zero or one touchdown in 12 or 14 games this year. So, you know, I, I look at it like it's, it's going to be a low-scoring defensive type of game that is probably going to be a coin flip. And 
and I know probably a lot, a lot of your audience, Commanders fans, you know, they, they want to see the team lose. That's kind of where a lot of Jet fans are at, too. Like, hey, if we win, great, nice, but, you know, we're better off losing and getting a better draft pick. It's a shame, given what the expectations were for the Jets this year, but, you know, both fan bases are kind of rooting for losses on Sunday. We're certainly not going to be that upset from a Jet perspective if the team loses. I think the Jets defense will play well and keep them in the game, but this game, to me, is truly like a coin flip when you have – you know, Trevor Simeon versus Sam Howell, I guess you throw the records out the window, as they say. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, as bad as the Jet offense is, Washington's defense isn't that much um, uh, better. They're 31st in DVOA, and they've just been horrific. And you did have that weird result a few weeks ago against Houston. Um, yep. So I don't know how that happened. Uh, but I know I bet the Jets that day, which was a winner. So I'll, I'll take that one. Um <laughs> Uh, this. So I, I was reading that is Aaron Rodgers going to be active for the game? He's not going to play. We understand that. But is he going to be active? And if so, why? So I, I could try and explain it. Uh, it they, they basically have had Aaron Rodgers back practicing with the team coming off injured reserve on that three-week you know, activated window where he could practice. So because they, they've had so many injuries, they have an open roster spot right now. So they're adding him to the 53 just so he can continue his rehab with the Jets as opposed to, like, not being allowed on the practice field by NFL rules as an injured player. So he's never going to be activated to, like, the game day 46, but he'll be on the 53 so he can essentially take reps at practice and continue to throw to guys actually on the team and not, like, you know, coaches or strength and conditioning guys off to the side. So it was, like, strictly a procedural move to let him be around the team on the actual practice field for the final three weeks, but he's not going to play in any game the rest of the way, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I'm just curious, is there any sort of pushback from people saying, you know, there's a roster spot there for somebody that he's taking? Well, there, there was yesterday because they, they released the, their fullback, Nick Bauden. He was cut to make room for Aaron Rodgers. But people didn't realize, though, is that he's going to be added back to their practice squad. And then if he's healthy, the reason why they chose him is because – he didn't practice yesterday with a knee injury, so if he's healthy, they'll elevate him, use one of their three elevations they would have on him to their active 53-man roster for the game day, and he'll be on probably the active 46. People are like, whoa, he's, he's not getting his salary if they take him off the roster. What they don't realize is he's a vested veteran, meaning his 2023 salary was guaranteed in week one. So he's not losing any money. It was strictly a procedural move to basically get Rodgers on the 53 and then not once again take away any money or a roster spot from someone who's like earned it to actually be in a, a you know a healthy player on like Rodgers is just you know being added to basically keep his rehab on field with the Jets going. Seems like forever ago now, but man, the opening Monday night game of the year four plays into it. I mean, I don't think I, from from a television standpoint, I can remember an opener with that electricity level of electricity sort of popping through um, from uh, that particular night as Aaron Rodgers made his debut. And I, I was kind of looking forward to watching the Jets this year. I really thought they had a chance to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I was expecting Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, man, uh, injuries in the NFL. Lots of them at quarterback this year. That one kicked it off. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it, Jake. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. And you're right. I mean, I was at the game week one, and that was one of the – it went from one of the greatest moments of my life as a sports fan, as a Jet fan, to, you know, one of the worst in about a 10-, 15-minute span. So it's just uh, only the Jets, man. Hopefully hopefully next year they get some health and, you know, they can actually get this Aaron Rodgers year that 2023 was supposed to be. Thanks, Jake. Take care. You got it. Thanks again.
Jake Asman, everybody, at Jake, A-S-M-A-N, on Twitter. Uh, when we come back, we'll do some fantasy talk. Charch is out today. He's got COVID. Uh, hopefully he's uh, okay. Uh, Brian Johnson, who works with Charch, will jump on with us, and we'll talk some fantasy football. A lot of you in playoff mode. Uh, we'll get to that next, right after uh, these messages. You're listening to The Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t